Welcome back to another episode of Chocolate with a Side of Medicine. I am one of your lovely hosts, Amy Jo MD, and I have here with me Dr. Sunshine. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. We missed y'all. Yeah. Dr. Chris. Hey, guys. And Dr. No-No. Welcome. It's been too long. So let me first start this off with an apology, people, because (laughs) we've been gone for a while. And I don't want y'all to think that we were out here in these streets getting married and abandoning you all because that's not how it went down, okay? (laughs) Um, Those things did happen, but that's not why we've not been recording. So um, all things are learning curves. And even in this sophomore season, we've had changes like new platforms, what you can use to record, all these things. It's been a scheduling nightmare. And so we went away, but we really missed y'all while we were out. So glad to be back. Um, life be Amy Jo. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot, Amy Jo MD. Because, yeah, you, Amy Jo MD. Okay. Put you on the spot. Because I want to know how you feel, because we never got to have a wedding debrief on the show. We didn't. We did not have a wedding debrief. Last time we were actually on these airwaves, we were laughing at Dr. Chris because of her uh, rum punch. But we actually did not get a chance to talk to you about the actual uh, (laughs) wedding, how you felt about your wedding, um, how you feel now, and how, 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 how are things? Things Did you enjoy good. your things? Did you enjoy your things? I had an amazing wedding. I, I enjoyed all the things. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing shower. Y'all already know that part. We talked about it. And people did definitely listen to the episode, Dr. Chris, just want you to know. They were like, how did she poison herself? I don't know. <laughs> That's just how it went down. I don't even know. I'm still um, trying to figure it out. the recipe on the site and tell people. Man, <laughs> right. If you, if you want to go down on the first stop, drink this. Um, my shower was amazing. We know that part. But the wedding weekend was so fun okay first of i mean from start to finish um we were out here in these streets acting like uh nigerians because the wedding started on a wednesday it felt like and did not stop until (laughs) (laughs) till sunday night like it was gone going nonstop. um the game show y'all the game the game show was fun the game show was litty the game the game show was lit I'll never so, forget your response to the question, like, what would you do if you were the opposite sex for a day? Like, yeah, if I woke up with those opposite, yes. <laughs> so first thing I'm doing, I'm shaking. I'm shaking it. Like, oh my God. If I wake up the opposite sex for 24 hours, like, that is the very first thing. So, y'all, we I went to this game show. It was great. And we play, like, real, real games. Like, it was, like, a true recorded game show. And we legit had an amazing time because they let us bring liquor. <laughs> But I didn't they even know that did. something like that would even be in the city that we were in. Like right. I, I was like, no. how, how, who, how is this here? Like this is this is somewhere. In Chicago, that would be an amazing concept to bring here. Yeah, I would think it would be somewhere like you know, like Chicago or New York, where there's lots of like improv and like you know, like like I don't yeah. know, man. I was shocked. I was shocked because it was a great it, time. It's random. It's like here and in like Houston. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, but it was so fun. So that was, that night was fun. And then I feel like we all checked into the hotel the next day, which would have been a Thursday. Uh And it was like party nonstop because guests were like coming, 
coming ready to party. So they were like checking in, like, what's up? Here's my, here's my room key and here's my bottles. Let's meet in the lobby and let's make it happen. So the <laughs> lobby was lit <laughs> every night. Every night the lobby was lit. Yeah, it we was were, so fun. We were down in the lobby after your wedding for like, oh, we were there till like three in the morning, I think. We, I went we to bed at 5 a.m. But y'all were there longer than that. I, I yeah. It was some spirit, well-spirited conversation going on. It was, it was a good time. 5 a.m. is what time I went to bed. I know those um, workers were tired of us. They were like, these people still here? No, no. Let me tell you, when I left, when I left, they were like, y'all can come back anytime. We loved Uh, your whole group. They were like, y'all were great. Because everything was cleaned up, right? Like we were most responsible alcoholics in the whole weekend, right? Like we'd be down there like ordering wings, like popping bottles and everything. And then we would disappear and it was like we were never there. Like everybody like took their stuff, like threw it in the trash, was like, all right, Tomorrow I'll see y'all. Let's do it again. They were like, "You all can come back anytime." It, oh, the, it was no, great. Isn't that great? tomorrow? People just well mannered, drunk people. Yes, I mean, that's just buying the business that paid us. Right. Well, yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. same place, same time. Close, close yeah, that midnight was way too early. They needed to keep that open, like at least till two. I don't know. Yeah, the bartender was like, oh, "I can't keep it open late," and we were like, "Okay, that's fine. Listen, we just need some cups," and we took it from there. <laughs> it was it was it was a it was an amazing weekend and then the wedding itself was was great I you know it's so hard like you it's one of those things you spend a lot of time making all these pl- like you think of every single detail dr sunshine can attest to this like you're always thinking is is the guest gonna like this is the guest gonna like that and even though you're they like oh you're doing it for yourself no you really are doing it because you want the people who show up to feel as good about the day as you do, right? Because you already feel great about the day. You're getting you're getting to marry someone that you really love that you mm-hmm. want to spend the rest of your life with. But the the day, the wedding itself, really is so that the people who support the marriage can enjoy it as much as you do. And so to hear it from everybody, to guests, my my bridal party, to hear you all have a good time, it was amazing. When y'all start trying to pay those people, bribe them rather. For an extra hour at the wedding, I was like, "Yo, this ain't that kind of facility, people. Like, we cannot <laughs> buy another hour in here. We gotta go. It's eleven o'clock. We gotta go. We've been here all day." That was a bunch of people like, "What you, what you, what you mean? What you mean the bar is closed? What you mean the bar is closed?" They're like, "No, no, no. The bar, the bar is closed. Yeah, how well, how, how closed is it? How how closed is it? Do, do, <laughs> right." I was like, yo, it's 11 o'clock, y'all. We really do have to go. Well, I think it was like 11, get ready to be 11.30. So we had to be out by midnight. Mm. But out by midnight, meaning place clean, like they're ready to like take their keys back and be done, right? So we knew we were going to try to push it as close to midnight as we could. But um, as you all already know, the size of my guest list grew a lot from the time we said it to the time we finally got to the day of. And so to get that many people out the door, get all the chairs and the tables and everything cleaned up and have it all clean by midnight, we were like pushing it to have people out at 1130. So we were like, look, we'll have them out at 1130, but we'll start picking up. She was like, are you okay with us picking up tables and everything like around your guests? And I was like, yes, that's fine. Because at that point, people either be drinking or dancing and they won't care what table they sat at. 
So they were really working their way out to end while you all still got the party. But at that point, I'm, you know, I don't know what time it is because I can't find my phone. But I'm like, um, this feels like it is going too long, right? And now I'm looking <laughs> around like, yo, where's my phone? Like, I need to know what time it is. It's like 11.45. And I'm looking <laughs> and my planner is is like on the wall. Like, I told them they could have one more dance. I was like, don't be fooled by these people. They look <laughs> nice, but they're hoodlums, right? These people thugged <laughs> out. Like, they'll one more song you to death. Like, you got to put them out. And I was like, all right, give them sparklers. You got to, you got to give this kind of, this kind of crew an activity. And I was like, hand out the sparklers because they'll be down for lighting stuff on fire outside. Okay. So, um, so once the sparklers hand, they were like, yo, sparklers, where we going? What's happening? Yes, let's do it. That was your plan to get them outside. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, hand out the sparklers. The only thing I wish is because I, I wish I had given, I have tons of them. There was enough to give everybody like four. Right. Because I was like, somebody's going to light this early. It's going to go out. They're going to be like, where's another one? That is the only thing that I forgot to do is tell them like there are more. So you can kind of keep lighting them as you go. Because by the time we got outside, y'all were kicking it like sparklers. Yeah. Oh, you don't know about this little, little sparkler magic right here. And I was like, okay. like it was just it was great. But that that was great because what y'all didn't know was that when you all left, and I have a picture of it. There was just the cleanup team, the DJ, and me and my husband. And it was the last dance of the night. So we had a we had one soul dance where everybody was gone. There were no guests. It was just the two of us. And so it was it was a really cool night. Cause right, you know, like the like the night's over, you know, the lights are still down, and it's just you and the DJ. And and my husband did not know what song I changed the song on him. So he was like, What song is this? And I was like, Yeah. Just, just listen. He was like, "Oh, I like it." So that was cool. Like the whole the whole day was cool. Like, and it was it was an early day. We had no issues. Like everything was chill. And you know, everybody always worries for for the people listening. I had a really large wedding party. Um, thirteen Girl. bridesmaids. That's a large. And seven, thirteen bridesmaids, uh, six grooms, groomsmen, and one grooms and um and two flower girls and a partridge and a pear tree <laughs> two flower girls ring bear two moms one godmother and we got everybody's hair and makeup done no drama we got everybody fed nobody was hungry everybody was where they were supposed to be like it was just chill like there were very few hiccups We gotta we gotta get to the trending. What you got for the trending, Chris? Oh, so many. Okay, so I know that's my only. We've missed so many trending topics. Let's there's go. There's so much. There's so much, but um, I figured I have to talk about these wildfires that have been going on because. Oh, in Canada. Of, yes. So there were so basically, if for people who didn't know, uh, I think these wildfires happened about what two weeks ago. About, mm-hmm. about two weeks mm-hmm. ago. So there's been nearly 150 fires that are currently active in Canada, right? And there were like 400-something fires that were um, going on there. So it was crazy when you hear like wildfires in Canada. But apparently there is a fire season in Canada, right? But it's usually in May. But what they believe is that the 
well, because people don't think that climate change is a thing, but really the above normal temperatures and dry conditions help to start these fires coming, right? So they've been burning in Quebec and they said that the reason why these fires were really happening and become a problem because it was kind of um, ignited by lightning that happened earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. So so the problem is, is that these uh, the smoke has been pushed out to like the Northeast. So in New York, they have in poor air quality. Uh, Detroit is even moving down like the Northeast and it's becoming a problem. So now why do we care about the fire? Because the problem is, is that the exposure to these air pollutants, the smoke can irritate uh, your lungs, cause inflammation in the body. So these small particles go in to your lungs, through your whole body, causes inflammation, cause mm-hmm. respiratory infections, okay? Make you mm-hmm. more susceptible to viruses like COVID and all types of things. So it's become a problem, right? So they have been recommending that people don't stay out in the air too long so they don't have so much exposure to the smoke. And they say that you should wear the N95 mask to protect yourself from this smoke but um it's looking like this is gonna be a thing moving forward yeah actually i saw a news uh news announcement that about that earlier today so it's not because people are downplaying like oh it's just you know trees burning and stuff it's just smoke like what's that gonna do but the thing is is that the wildfire is not just wood it's anything that's burning within the fire's path so you're talking about like houses you're talking about like cars car batteries like the smoke is actually just a soupy mess of all these really toxic and noxious chemicals that you know can really like like what you said wreck havoc on your lungs and new york was crazy it was that that day that new york had that like sepia filtered you know day <laughs> like <laughs> Well, it looked like wildfires. Right? Pretty much, it was orange. Like it looked yeah. like what uh, San Fran looked back in uh, 2020 when those wildfires hit. Looked like something out of uh, Blade Runner 2049. But like when that hit, that was actually the worst. We beat out India and China for the absolute worst air quality, like in the world, for that single day. And that's was, insane. That's that is crazy. It was like twice the amount of what those other countries had just for that single day in New York City. So it was it was people are kind of downplaying it, but I'm like, bro, that's that's really bad. <laughs> like you don't and we were watching all these videos of people just out in Central Park just chilling, you know, just breathing all this stuff in. I'm like, y'all need to be inside, like wear a yeah, mask. And, and they were also like, saying that on? um you couldn't do like you shouldn't do exercise in there because no. exercise outside because when you exercise you're putting like you're putting more of these air particles into your system because you're yes. trying to breathe while you're exercising and you're just causing prolonged exposure and it's later on this that. could turn into cancer you know there are, a lot, there are carcinogens in that smoke like that's yeah. that's what we're trying to relay to the general public like it's not just wood and trees burning there's other stuff in that smoke that you should not be breathing in if you're not wearing a mask you're at higher risk for getting whatever's in that smoke so it's it's a problem yeah it's it's a real problem and also of course the vulnerable are the ones that are more susceptible right the people who are in low social have low social economic status you know probably live in areas where the pollution is not good and then you're and then on top of that you have this smoke so it just makes things worse. Yeah. Yep. Plus so older people, people, 
people who have asthma, people who have, asthma, yeah. Yep. Struggling. I'm struggling I, this week, y'all. Last weekend this week. So. Wait, were you around some of that smoke on your recent trip, Amy Jo, MD? No, I can't. Or was, exactly it wasn't too it. bad? It wasn't too bad? Oh, okay. Um, it, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. I don't know what I've gotten into uh, recently, but I got into something and I have been in flame. So I have a lot of empathy yeah. for people who are suffering, like like legit asthmatics that are suffering right now because bronchospasms, wheezing, coughing, whatever your version of it is, like when you feel tight, that is, that's crazy. So, you know, all of the asthmatics, we already know, like, you know, from a socioeconomic standpoint, black people die at higher rates from asthma exacerbation, asthma attacks and stuff like that, especially in urban areas. Mm -hmm. So we were in the hole in trying to, you know, keep, keep that population from not being so vulnerable. So when you think about, you know, urban areas like New York and all those places, and now they're trying to figure out how to, you know, let the dust settle, no pun intended, on that. Um, yo, this could get really bad. So, you you know, this is not just a, oh, we'll just stay in the house and not run outside for a few weeks. I'll just do my Peloton. We're not talking about y'all. We're talking about all the kids and the adults that have to go out, right? Because they got to walk to their jobs or they got to take the train or take the bus and all this stuff. You know, like they've got to be out in the elements and they don't have good asthma care anyway. So there's a lot of people with like obstructive lung disease that are going to be really vulnerable probably all summer because it's just going to wreak havoc because they're going to be inflamed for a long time. Because it takes a while for all those particles to really settle. Even after the that you're like, oh, look, the clouds, the clouds are back. Everything is clear. I the the time it takes to really like clean up that air is is a long, long time. So my um um we were looking at like air purifiers for my mother in law. She's in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and so you know they're through the roof now. They're so high. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. now yeah. they're more expensive because uh-huh. everyone's getting the air purifiers to help with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know it's it's crazy. And, and it came kind of like at a messed up time too, because, you know, it's getting warm and the humidity and it's just going to stay longer. So they're hoping also the rain will kind of, they're hoping that when rain comes, it kind of calms down the fires, but they had to bring, um, they had to ask other countries to help. The U.S. has volunteered firefighters to help, you know, put out the fires because it's kind of out of control in Canada. Damn, I'm supposed to go there in September. Oh, that's... And it's crazy because you never hear of a wildfire in Canada. I mean, they don't get like, this what? bad. That's the problem. Right. Like, this is going to be like, and also they had a um, like a weather expert on the news channel today, and they're saying that this is going to be like a norm now. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to happen earlier in the season because we're only in June, and so you still have the rest of the summer to go through. Um, but the more severe um, wildfires that we're seeing, like out, you know, usually we get them out west. Um, and in other places that you wouldn't expect, they're going to be more severe. They're going to be long lasting. Um, and that's just all, that's all climate change and global warming. So even if you don't believe it, like, I mean, obviously we're seeing it and the facts are there. So we got to do something about it. Prayers goes out to, you know, all the people affected by the fires because it's pretty rough. The fires, when I was here in California, that 2020 year, when I first moved here, that was the first time I actually saw everybody wearing masks, like pre-COVID, like my first, first fire season. And I was like, wow, like, but in California, they're used to it because they're like, no, it's fire season. You need to put on a mask and everything. Little did we know six months from then, 
we'd be wearing masks for another reason. I'm like, man, this is rough out here. Like, geez, please. Um, mm-hmm. but, but hopefully it gets better. We also can't finish our, it, so many things have happened since we've been gone. Right. And this is probably needs to be a topic on its own, but we lost Tina Turner while we were out recording. So God rest her soul. Um, but she brings up an interesting topic that one of the, you know, we didn't know exactly what she was going through, but one of them was kidney failure secondary to uncontrolled hypertension. Um, and so that is probably more common than what people think, uh, especially in black communities. She is at least one of, uh, one of two handfuls of people that I, that I know have blown out their kidneys, um, not taking care of their blood pressure. And I think she was like trying natural remedies um, and, it, and it didn't work. So I will definitely try to, you know, read more up on that. And that can be a topic because um, I've lost patience, you know, uh, to to those things, people doing natural remedies. I think she was doing some kind of like natural remedy. She assumed like, okay, kidneys will be fine. Blood pressure blood pressure was never really controlled. And she, she um, ruined her kidneys. Now she did get a transplant from her... Um, husband husband. so you you know you think you know okay she must have she should be fine so i'm assuming there had to be something else but one of the big things that was i think surprised to all of us was that she lost her kidneys due to uncontrolled hypertension i think she also suffered from a stroke before that right yeah also from uncontrolled hypertension speaking of a stroke is that for sure what jamie yo man jamie fox is the biggest mystery he's up here recovering at a rehab facility known for neuro uh, disorders here in Chicago. I'm I'm betting it's Shirley Ryan. I think it is Shirley sure. Ryan. It's the Shirley Ryan's too. Well, we all know I, I that when aneurysm. you send people to Shirley Ryan, they they have had strokes. I I've heard I've been hearing aneurysm, like an aneurysm rupture, but like he was in the ICU for a couple of days because they said that he was on. Usually, when people say someone's on life support, mm-hmm. that's usually the ventilator machine, and you know they're up in the ICU. But um, I, I don't I. I I mean, I understand the family trying to protect his, his medical privacy, which they have all the right to do. But like all the speculation is coming from what he actually went in for and what he had. Because now people are saying that he can't talk and he's like paralyzed on one side, which makes me think he probably had like a massive stroke. But the etiology of that stroke, we still have no idea. And then you know, so you were saying like, oh, he he got the COVID vaccine two days before he had the stroke. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I- I, it, I I don't know. I was like, here we go. You know, whatever is happening, you know, J- Jamie Foxx is one of my all-time favorite entertainers. I find him to be one of the most talented humans on the planet. Like, I just, I think he is amazing. I hope that he has a full recovery and that that we, you know, the Chi-Town represents well and provides him all the care that he can get. And so I hope for him and his family, they see, you know, great um, progress, but I would agree with you from the outside looking in and y'all, we don't know anything. Ain't nobody called us and told us a single thing for the record, mm-hmm. knowing the people that we, cause you're in our city. So knowing the people that we have tried to send to um, the Shirley Ryan lab, um, he is in need of prayer. Right, because he got something for real cooking, and so I just hope that he recovers. And yeah, I also like—I felt yeah. like they were like bombarding his daughter, and then like 
she felt like forced to like make a statement to the public like about the health of her father and i was just like this is so i don't know who it was it was it wasn't tmz but it was someone who was like bombarding his daughter like hey how's your dad where is he why isn't he with you it was i'm like this is so insensitive and i the last time i remember feeling like that was when like the helicopter accident happened with kobe and how everybody was yeah. treating Vanessa. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I'm like, whenever families are going through something so like abrupt, especially when something's abrupt, right? It's like, give them a minute to just like, like there's, I feel like we've lost a sense of like compassion and like, you know, the human aspect of it. Like this is a family member. You don't know their family member. Like anyway, don't get me started on my soapbox. But I felt like that was a lot for his daughter to deal with as well. So yeah, because really none of your business. And she made a statement, and in my head, I was like, I don't even know if that statement is true, but honestly, she probably said something just to get them out of her face. And I'm like, it's it's fine. Yeah, when she was like, he's doing great. As a matter of fact, he's out playing pickleball his friends. I'm like, well, that ain't true, but okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, I hear you. I don't know. I I mean, it's probably one of the rehab facility games that they do to, like, increase dexterity or, you know, improve um, your motor function, but but I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same page as Amy Joe though because Jamie Foxx is by far one of my favorite entertainers across. I was just talking to my dad about that like last week, like everything, like as an actor, as a singer, underrated singer. That album, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what's it called? Intuition. That al- the album was yeah. Was it Intuition or the one before? Either way, I can't remember. They it was Listen. a good album though. Yes, like as a singer, comedian, actor, produ- everything. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy Jamie Fox. Um, I think, so I hope I he makes a good recovery as he well. Has a, I think he has a degree in classical music. I believe like it. He's formally trained. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I could believe it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think his best portrayal in mm-hmm. film was Ray Charles. That, that was, he killed that role. Mm-hmm. And I, that gives me chills to this day. You know what? I can't, I don't remember the name of it. Ray Charles is good. But one of the, one of his, greatest moments when he played the guy that had schizophrenia that was the classical oh oh uh, i don't remember the, the name of that no, movie um, huh the yeah yes the is it the violinist I, I don't remember the name of it but he was great in I that i didn't see that movie actually he was great in that that's what the um Robert Downey yes he was great in that, that, was, that was a good i mean just his his he's got such a broad um talent Soloist. Yeah, it was a great movie. So all that, and then like, um, like literally comedy to like drama to like everything. He's been a bad guy. He's been the funny guy. He's been he's been everything. And then I might need security. I, I that's that's dating, but that I think was that the last of his full stand ups. I might need security. Mm hmm. At man, it's still I still quote stuff from that. People don't even know it, but I still say stuff from I might need security. It is hilarious. Belafonte was yes. also passed away. Yes. So God rest his soul. He was a keynote speaker at my graduation mm-hmm. from Howard. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, crazy. you know Howard. To pivot to something not as interesting, the topic for today <laughs> is going to be, well, actually, I wouldn't say not as interesting because everybody in Mama has questions about this, 
Um, mm-hmm. And we're just going to have like a casual, general discussion about it. So I'm going to talk to y'all about Ozempic. And the reason why I'm talking to y'all about this medication, Ozempic, is because y'all keep asking us for this medication. Amy Jo has mentioned this medication at least on two or three occurrences on this podcast already. Should throw it in as mm-hmm. like a nugget. For like the trending topic like oh by the way it's on back order y'all in case y'all don't know what this is this is what it True. is and it's on back order stop asking me for it <laughs> <laughs> true and recently yes you said yes you said it multiple times um but i feel like now that it's been around for a lot longer now that the word has gotten out a lot of people have friends that are taking it or friends who have friends that are taking it and a lot of people are coming into the office just asking about it Um, So we're just going to have a general talk just about Ozempic in general. Um, For those that don't know, Ozempic is a medication. So basically, it's actually FDA approved to be treated for, as in like, it's FDA approved to be used in the treatment of diabetes. So diabetes, in particular, diabetes type 2, the acquired type of diabetes. So the reason why y'all keep hearing about Ozempic is because it's all in the celebrity news because the Kardashians are talking about it. And it's basically considered like a weight loss wonder drug. And everybody loves to lose weight. And they also love to not work hard while they lose weight. (laughs) And Ozempic is one of those medications that makes people feel like they have an avenue to do this. So overall, Ozempic is a medication that is pretty new to the market. People like it because if they have diabetes in particular, they like it because it's not a pill that they have to take. And it's an injectable. So instead of taking medication by mouth, you get to inject yourself with an injection. Now, some of the other diabetes medications that are injectables, you have to take them daily, like Victoza, Xenda, some of those. Ozempic is even better to the point where you only have to take it once a week. So patients are like, what? Once a week, it makes my sugars go down and I lose weight. What? And it's just all these things all together, which is why it's gained so much popularity. So a little bit about how it works. I won't bore y'all with the science of it. But in general, it's a medication and it basically um, it basically helps to alter how your brain processes um, your calorie intake and also um, your desire to eat. Basically like your brain has these, your brain basically has these hormones that regulate like, hey, I'm hungry. Ooh, I'm done eating. Hey, I'm hungry again. Oh, we're done. So when you take Ozempic, it's a medication that helps to alter some of the hormones in your brain so that you don't necessarily, you're not as hungry as often and you don't eat as much. In addition to that, it helps you to kind of regulate your sugars better, helps to secrete insulin. That's kind of the simple, you know, quick and dirty version of what Ozempic does. Um, In addition to that, it has made its way into the gossip circles because of the weight loss. And the way that Ozempic works is it's a medication that you take and you inject yourself and you can titrate up the doses until you get to the dose that you maintain that basically works and helps you to lose weight. That's the whole purpose of it. Now, mind you, quick caveat here, quick side note. Um, Where I work, we can only prescribe Ozempic or we can only refer you for the medication Ozempic if you have diabetes type two. Like you have to have the formal diagnosis of diabetes for me to even refer you to someone to give you Ozempic. In other places, and I will defer to Dr. Chris and I will defer to Amy Jo MD, in other places they might be able to refer patients for Ozempic who are not diabetic, but where I work, you have to be diabetic to get this medication. 
you got to be diabetic to get it everywhere. Mm-hmm. E- even if you try, you can't even be pre-diabetic now, right? Like, even if you try, mm-hmm. um, the insurance won't cover it. Yeah, and so you'll be paying it. out of pocket. All the insurances will deny it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the that's the issue. You, you could technically prescribe it to anyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, diabetes, no diabetes, all the diabetes, half the diabetes. You could what's that? What's that? It. What's that cash price looking like? I'm gonna look it up right now. What's that cash price? Uh, looking like? About three thousand dollars a month. Ooh, oh my god! <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thousand? I'm like, well, three thousand. And look, I've had people. You know, listen, because you know, black folks be black folks be be out here in these streets. I've had people like, well, just write it for me anyway, right? Like, because somebody always comes just in, they're like, anyway. well, my friend's doctor got it for them, and you're like, yeah, but you don't have diabetes, and it's not going to be covered. And I have definitely had a few people hit me with the, well, just prescribe it for me anyway. Okay, great, thanks. And I see them next time. They're like, "Yeah, I didn't pick it up because it was three thousand dollars." Like, oh, okay. Oh, like I was trying to. Me, tell meanwhile, you knew you people. knew already. Amy Joe knew already. No. Right, you already know. Already. Did you get the people who got the coupon cards? I got a coupon. That was Manjaro. So, so Manjaro, uh, which is a cousin of Ozempic, had a coupon card, and for a minute, right, mm-hmm. we're coming to the end of that card. So, there's a few stragglers. That card will end, I think, next month. End the end of this month. Mm-hmm. For a minute, that coupon card was great because for $25, you could get it every month. Mm-hmm. And because people were taking advantage of it so fast, like we had people jumping ship from Ozempic, excuse me, and going to um, Manjaro. They shut it down so fast. So <laughs> it probably was, it was only like that for about a year. So the coupon card doesn't work in. Um, they've not been they've they've not been coupon cards for Ozempic in a, in a while. There might be a couple of them here and there, but none were the manufacturers spitting them out in mass, especially when the shortage hit. Mm-hmm. Now, as magical as this might sound, there are some downsides to Ozempic. Um, so, for one, there's a group of people that we can't give Ozempic to, and for number two, Ozempic can cause. Um, some side effects. So first of all, the the main side effect that most people know about who have either talked to their friends who are on Ozempic or have taken Ozempic themselves. So Ozempic as a medication is going to cause you like this GI upset, like abdominal pain, diarrhea, constipation, all types of GI upset. And it's actually part of the reason why they have to start on low doses, like 0.25. Then you do that for four weeks. Then you go up to 0.5 and you do that dose for four weeks. And then one, and do that for four weeks and go up to 1.5 or 1.7. Like you have to slowly titrate up over four weeks because every time you go up in dose, you might get that constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, nausea, a lot of that. Because you have to also think about it. If you do kind of have like this nausea, like kind of like a low baseline nausea, you don't really want to eat when you're nauseous anyway. But that's probably like the most common side effect. But in addition to that, what you guys will also see, like if you just Google Ozempic, if you just type in the words Ozempic into Google, the first thing that'll probably come up is Ozempic face and Ozempic butt. Have you guys heard people talk about this? Ozempic I have butt, heard Ozempic people face. talk about it, but yeah, yeah, Anthony, um, Anthony, what's Anthony Anderson, the guy, uh, yeah, he has the Ozempic face, and so does um, doesn't Al Sharpton have it too? No, Al Sharpton had been losing weight way before Ozempic came out. Now he might have been on a he might have been on yeah, Sex Sender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Anthony Arsene for sure has like the kind of the it's the blocky face, but like the really slim like uh, mm-hmm. physique. So that's that's really was not a big face. But in general, you have to also realize that you know, as assuming the medication works for you, because also keep in mind, this medication does not work for everybody. There are some people who get on Ozempic and they do not get the results that they were imagining. So every body is different as in like every physical body is different. Um, And in addition to that, sometimes when you go through the four weeks, four weeks, four weeks titrating up with Ozempic, if you do happen to get the weight loss, then it, then the weight loss tends to be pretty quick. And when you have quick weight loss, then that could cause things to look differently. As in when people talk about Ozempic face or Ozempic blood, a lot of the curves that you would normally have and a lot of the the fullness that you would normally have in your face, of course, you won't have that anymore. So then some people talk about the baggy skin. Oh, go ahead, Amy Jo. I want to say, because um, I feel like the Ozempic face and Ozempic blood, that cosmetics, right? But I will say that one of the the, the the one the thing that I'm sure in your office, in my office as well, people complain about the most is the nausea, yep. Yep. constipation, and or diarrhea. Yep. I have learned that most people that have the nausea, um, I started them on it because their A1Cs were not well controlled. And so what I think they're feeling is the fluctuation of the blood sugars dropping. Because I will have them, and because most people have it closer towards their their sh- day of their shot, mm-hmm. and it gets better as they get further out. But I've also had them like eat a piece of fruit or something like that, and it tends to go away. And I think that that nausea is that that blood sugar fluctuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, they also have they also um, well, when I had the rep give me some of the information and some medicine sometimes because I was trying to get people who need Ozempic to get Ozempic. There are um, some things that you could do to help minimize the side effects, like drink more ice cold water, you know, not eat slowly. Cause I think that's another thing. Like people are trying to eat too much and that's why they get some of these side effects. So you're supposed to do some of these, these things to help you tolerate the medicine well. And also there's Ozempic and then there's Wagovi. And the whole thing, there's the confusion because Ozempic and Wagovi is pretty much, it's the same medicine. It's just Wagovi has higher doses and it's FDA approved for weight loss. Correct. It is the same drug though. It's the same drug. Mm -hmm. Just for it. Yeah. Without diabetes. We give Wagovi for the weight loss and then Ozempic mostly just to help them. Uh, with the diabetes and of course it does help with weight loss as well but another thing that when you give the people when you give people Wagovi for weight loss another thing that I, I've noticed people do is that they just they just stop the medicine when they get to where they want and then they're like but I gained all this weight back and you're like yeah 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 because you're not supposed to do that <laughs> that was literally where I was going because mm-hmm. as you titrate and as you get uh-huh. on these medication regimens you do need to stay on the medication. You do. Yeah. And something that's a little, I won't, I won't say it's dicey. Dicey is not the right word. But so for a lot of medications, we normally have like studies that are like, oh, people have been on this medication for like 10, 20, 30 years, you know, like statins and, and blood yeah. pressure medication, stuff like that. But the research that's coming out specifically on like Wegovy, Ozempic, it's actually not that old of research. We actually don't have like a huge database of like people who've been on it for 10, 20, 30 years. 
Um, because when I recently went also to a rep event and they were talking about WeGoVo, you know, Zempic, things like that, someone asked the question like, well, how long do people need to be on it? Like, how how long do you need to be on it? And they were just kind of like, well, you just stay on it as long as you need to. <laughs> I was like, so forever? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and or you know, not that's not so. No, that's, not the, that's not the plan. You kind of have to you, titrate you, down. You could technically stop it. You could technically stop it. You don't have to titrate down, but... It is, it is not the point of the exercise. So we these are chronic disease management medications, right? So no differently than when we meet our goal for hypertension, we continue medication. You meet your goal for lipids, you continue medication. And that actually was something that came up at the last AAFP National Convention. There was one of the meetings that kind of discussed changing our thought process about how we see weight loss medicine. True. Mm-hmm. Um, or just how we manage weight, just how we do weight management. So, you know, the whole group is always oriented on meeting the goal, being the goal. Did we get the ten percent weight loss initially? Did we get the hundred pounds off? Did we get the BMI to the to the stated um, goal? And once that happens, okay, great. Now there's this there's this myth that we're gonna transition them off, and because of all the things they learn on the way to their goals, they're gonna be able to take it from there. But that's actually not true. Most people have not learned as much. Some some people learn a lot and, and everybody learns something. Most people have not learned as much and they are overestimating how much of it is them, right? Because people do it all the time. Oh yeah, I'm good now. Once I, I just needed to get back down to the weight and I can do it. And most of those people I know and you know are delusional about their eating habits, right? I do enough food journals that I know looking at those food journals and hearing what they're telling me. Yeah, I'm doing okay. And then you read the journal and you're like, this is trash. This is trash all day, every day. Um, it, you know, and what they, and all, and... <laughs> right. Right. Oh, or they like, but only had a little bit. Right. So people use their eyes to determine if it's safe. Right. If it looks small, then it can't be that bad. Well, a McGriddle looks small. But it is that bad. And so because of all that stuff, one of the things they were talking about in one of those um, meetings was getting used to the idea that whatever you use to get people there, you're probably going to use to keep them there. So, you know, but in, and it's, you know, it's the, it's, we wouldn't take people off of Ozempic if they met their A1C goal, we would keep them on it. Now, some people get concerned about the amount of weight loss they use. And so I will back down. Right. So I have some people that were, on one milligram and they're like, whoa, I've lost 75 pounds. Can I back off? Sure. If you want to, but I, I, it's not my plan necessarily to, to take them off. What, what I was going to say is, um, especially when you, um, give it Wagovi for weight loss, depending on, I think a lot of it is driven by insurance too, because the insurance company wants a lot of times to, for you to show that the patient is losing a certain amount of weight. And I feel like when they see that you're not losing that amount of weight at some point, they might decide to stop the medication. I wouldn't know because anybody that I got on WeGoVi is paying out of pocket. Oh, no. I mm. got people on it who has Oof. their insurance is paying for it. But I have to show. Yeah. They have to show that they're losing weight. And they need to lose at least 5% of their, of their weight every couple of months while they're on it. So... I get what you're saying and you're right. It, we should be looking at it as it's a chronic disease and they should probably be on it. But unfortunately, sometimes insurance companies drive 
that in the sense that patients just can't afford it if they decide that, oh, you're not losing enough weight. So we're stopping the medicine. But that's different. That them stopping the medicine is different than us stopping the medicine, right? Right. right. So, so what we are talking about still stands. It is the right. recommendation that what you use to get people down, you keep them on. Right. Right. Whether or not they stay on it because of affordability is is a whole different right. ball game. So, but yeah, most people need something um, to sustain them. And and personally, I I like the GLP ones a little bit better because, um. You know, it's, it, I think it's just an easier thing to manage long-term, right? I think about all my weight loss, um, my, my surgical weight loss patients that are now back to BMIs the same, if not higher than when they started. Um, you know, you can't undo that, right? There's only so many revisions you can get from a sleeve or a bypass or a bypass with revision, oh. but at least on the, on the GLP ones, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of either do they have the money to cover it or can we get their insurance to cover it? So, you know, I am hopeful that more and more insurance companies will get on board and start letting people take it because I think it's a better option. And one other thing that I wanted to mention is, and Amy Jo actually made me think about it when she was talking about patients who had like gastric bypass and things like that, is that whenever you're on a medication or whenever you have a procedure that causes you to have, you know, weight loss, that could be taking Ozempic, gastric bypass, whatever it is, it increases your risk for gallstones. Gallstones are basically gallbladder stones. Um, So if you take Ozempic, you're at increased risk risk for that. While you're also taking Ozempic, your doctor should be watching your kidney function. They also, um, you also are a little more likely to have like something called pancreatitis, which is inflammation of the pancreas. That's the one that regulates the sugars and things. Um, a lot of things are pretty, a lot of these things are pretty rare, but I usually like to warn my patients, especially about the gallstones. Those ones tend to be ones I like to warn patients about because I'm like, hey, if you get some pain in your abdomen on the right side, just kind of be aware that that could happen with any type of abrupt weight loss. Um, and then and if the you pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. And the pancreatitis will happen. If you've had, I've, I've got like two two patients that had had pancreatitis before, and they but they really were motivated to try it. And I mean, it's crazy. That pain came right back. They were like, oh, I feel it. And we even thought, okay, maybe it's a fluke. Like we stopped it and went away and it started back again and it came right back. So the pancreatitis mm. is a thing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, the last little thing, little nugget I'll give you is that certain types of um, cancers in particular, specifically like a certain type of thyroid cancer, if you have a history of it, then you can't take Ozempic. It's like medullary cancer of the thyroid. Um, But aside from that, you know, those are pretty much the main things you have to look up for or the reasons why you can't take Ozempic. Um, And I feel like we pretty much hit all the major, all the major talking points on it. Um, the thing is, is that since we've talked about this medication and it is one that you have to titrate up and stay on to maintain the weight, this is why it's a huge deal every time this medication goes on back order, because when it does go on back order and you can't get it, then that's an even bigger deal because you're on this regimen and you kind of need to keep with the regimen to keep the, to, to maintain your weight. Um, that's why during COVID it was such a big deal that all of this was on back order. Um, and we never really know when it's going to be on back order at my facility where I work. I think it's on back order for us like every three months or so. 
So it'll come back and then it'll go away and it'll come back and it'll go away. And uh, I don't know if that's a supply chain thing or whatever it might be. But also at my facility, we only have Ozempic. We don't have Wegovy. Um, so I think that that might change, like you guys said, insurance to insurance. You know what I mean? So it all depends. But that's all I that's all I got for Ozempic. Unless y'all want to chime in with some more info, more nuggets. No, I mean, I think Ozempic is great. Also, keep in mind that Ozempic... So there's Trulicity, there's Ozempic, there's Bonjaro. That's kind of the three in that in that class. There's that other one that starts with the R two. Um, Rebelsis. Yes, Rebelsis. but that's the, the oral, oral version. Yes, oh, um, that is true. That is true. That is oral. You're the correct. the one thing about Ozempic that I also like is that the studies show that it has some cardiac protections. So um, we do, you know, there is a there is a preference, um, and you know, sometimes I have to educate my patients because they'll come in i'll be like yeah um i know why you picking one or the other i won't you know i want my gyro but i know you're gonna put me on ozempic and i'm like hold on a second we're putting you on it for a really good reason because you have diabetes hypertension hyperlipidemia you are at great risk for coronary artery disease and if we can get some cardio protections then we yeah, we should use the one that does it and i'm sure at some mm-hmm. point you know the studies will come out and say you know Majero has it too, but they're just not, they're not out just yet. Next, we got uh, we got the questions. questions. Y'all been listening or waiting so patiently? We'll do two today, so. All right. So first one, since we literally just got off of a diabetes talk. Um, So first question is, how do I know if I should stay on pills for my diabetes or if I would do better on insulin? Um, If those are your options, then my first question is, what is your A1C, right? So it depends. So the guidelines actually have changed a little bit over the years. And so the first line recommendation, even in uncontrolled um, diabetes is not to put people on insulin. It is to try some of your other newer injectables. So there are some really good reasons on why insulin will work better for you than some of our other tried and true or newer oral med- oral or injectable medications. If you have severe kidney dysfunction, then that's a really good reason to put you on insulin. Um, there are so there are a, a, a small group, a minority, but a group nonetheless where they are type two diabetic, and they have tested as type two diabetics. I run the labs; they do not appear to be anything but type two, but they behave as type one, right? Like their their blood sugars are just always out of control. We we track in the diets; they are eating a a relatively fair meal and the blood sugars are through the roof. If we have tried everything on oral medications and we have done that while you have monitored your diet and we think that the diet is very reasonable, but you're not gaining any ground on the oral medications, that is also a good reason than to switch to insulin. And I have done that. I don't like, it's not my preference. It's not my first choice or my second choice, but I have done it in a few people and we've seen their blood sugars go down beautifully. So that's the reason too. It just really depends on the case by case. It's really hard to say if then. There are no if then statements to when you use oral versus when you use insulin. You are trying to make it as simple as possible um, in a way that the 
patient is going to like, because if you like it, you'll do it. And then you just do it according to what's getting the most success. Yeah. I co-sign. I totally agree with that. Because I've had patients that have A1Cs. So A1C is like 12, which is really, really high, right? They just test and they have that and they probably just newly diagnosed for me, but clearly their sugars are not well controlled. And, you know, you put them on metformin and they do just fine. They don't even have to be on insulin. So it really all depends on the person and how motivated they are with their diet as well. All right. Last question. We'll close it up. All right. This is a, it's a good one. So if I'm considering moving to a city with a large amount of black doctors, where should I consider moving? Hotlanta, <laughs> Chicago. Black city, right. huh? Right. <laughs> your urban your urban, your urban areas. You got to go all, where the population is most areas. Not all urban ones. I'll be real with you. L.A., Per like population size, we probably should have more black doctors in LA than we do. So I don't include LA in that. We have them, but, but you, not compared to how many we should have. What about? But you're gonna have more than in, in some mm-hmm. small town, a rural yeah. town. Yeah, we will. So we will. you know you're gonna have to go where the concentration is highest. That's your best bet to find black doctors doctors in your area, especially if you're if you're looking for black specialty doctors right yeah those so are i get so you can stuff. you find black primary care um in most places yeah um some places are gonna have a higher concentration than the others and it's gonna be fine but one of the challenges you know i'll see someone they'll say hey can you find me a black um urologist can you find me a black dermatologist can you find me a black cardiologist like you you know they want their whole team to consist of black doctors that is harder to do when you're in smaller towns or when you're in rural areas. And so if that's what you're looking for, then larger cities are going to be um, a, a better option. I mean, Midwest, Chicago, and Detroit, probably. I'm sure, but I'm sure like Houston, has- Dallas, I'm sure they have. Oh my gosh, the medical, yes, the medical district in Houston, it is oh, it overfloweth. <laughs> with melanin in Houston. Yeah, probably like DC, Maryland. What about the DMV? Like, yeah, DC and Maryland, Virginia area. Um, I don't know. East Coast, I mean, New York would probably be one for yeah, sure. It depends where in New York you want. Um, yeah, especially if you're in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I, you could find whatever you want in New York, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not upstate. I mean, your boroughs is always like a whole city, so it, that, that makes, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, also there's a there's a lot of different inventory, uh, inventory directories of like black doctors, you know, even with primary and subspecialties that are out there. Um, I'll make a note to myself to include it on our website. Um, that's also a way that you can find like you know black doctors in your area um, if you want to establish care with them. But I'm um, like everyone has been saying, larger urban centers are where you're gonna have the highest concentration of them for sure. So, well. Y'all, it's been real. It's been real. It's been fun. Glad to be back. Missed you guys a lot. Hopefully you guys are still rocking with us. Um, and we will try to get these episodes out for you. Now that we've got uh, new toys to play with. so I know, right? Questions, y'all. Send the questions, please. By all means, send the questions. Like, follow, tell people, all the kind of good stuff. We are back in business. Um, we and are- excited to talk to you. With our new toys and things. Listen, y'all, we thugging and bugging out here. 
Right. Right. <laughs> so bear with us. But you see any updates for our upcoming shows on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Um, our handles are at the chocolate MDS uh, for all three. And then also be sure to send us any DMs or general questions or just well wishes uh, to our email, which is the chocolate MDS at gmail.com. And please, you know, look, look at our website. It's uh, www.thechocolatemds.com where we'll post uh, different info for upcoming talks and also our general resources that we talked about on the show. And I hope y'all stay safe. It's summertime now. Y'all out here. Y'all out, out. It's Pride Month. It's Gemini season. We're going into cancer season. That's Chris people <laughs> going into <Yeah>. cancer season. <laughs> <laughs> no. Y'all stay safe out there and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye, guys. Bye.